Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Yes, indeed, it is the Get Right right here on 105.3 The Fan. Reginald Datatula here with you alongside Blake Elliott. Yes, Ross Lebensky's on the ones and twos. Thank you, sir. Uh, and you rolling with us on a Valentine's Day Wednesday here in the Metroplex. Also, a pitchers and catchers report Wednesday in the Metroplex, but also in Surprise Arizona. You get what I mean. Uh, your World Series champion Texas Rangers uh, starting on their way to 2024 season and a Potential opportunity to win another World Series championship, one that you would hope, or at least you would hope it goes that way. Uh, real quick at the AAC, your Mavs in action. Another uh, kind of slow start against a team that's not very good as the San Antonio Spurs are visiting at the American Airlines Center. They lead 32-23 to now. Of course, that is also aided by, I believe, a 10-2 to run that the Mavs have put on recently. So they start a little slow for the second time in two games, Blake. Yeah, well... I would say we're not good against bad teams, but we do have a pretty good record against teams below 500. But it seems like this the motor getting a little, little slow start. Some interesting matchups. Obviously, Wimby was getting at us early, but hopefully they can get their legs under them and figuring Jason Kidd figuring out these rotations as he's getting players back from injuries. Yeah, um, that's that's got to be the hope. Uh, but yeah, let's talk a little bit about your World Series champion Texas Rangers. I gotta say that, right? I gotta keep mm-hmm, saying that mm-hmm. um, as they try and get things going and surprise pitchers and catchers reported today. Um, so there, there's a couple of things. There's two things that are almost kind of conflicting when it comes to like reports, because obviously you have, um, Chris Young, general manager of your world series champion, Texas Rangers saying that the Rangers are not resting on their laurels after their first world series championship in the team history. Quote, he said, in some ways, I think success for us defined is defined by what we do from here moving forward, not what we have done. You look out and you see the Kansas City Chiefs and what they were able to do in repeating even what their comments were after winning in terms of focus for next year already. And I think it's very similar for what our group is. It's so hard to win a championship and it's so hard to get back to even the World Series. A lot of things have to go our way. Correct. And I mean, Chase Young got some bona fides or or Chase Young. Chris Young got some bona fides in this way. Like he went. He's been aggressive both in the offseason last year going and acquiring Bruce Bochy and going and I mean, last couple of offseasons going and spending money. And then also trade deadline. We've seen the ways in which he's been pretty aggressive. He's got bona fides there. I juxtapose that with uh, Evan Grant of the Dallas Morning News wrote a piece uh, today that I found interesting where he said the headline reads as such. Why a Jordan Montgomery reunion with the Texas Rangers is appearing less and less likely, mm-hmm. uh, which is tough because that's that's the free agent out there that you imagine that the Rangers still have an opportunity to add. I don't know that it seems like very much else will get done. And, of course, his his idea is more 
The Rangers are probably going to receive somewhere between 90 and 100 million in their, you know, restructured Diamond Sports deal for this season and it's not a deal that goes beyond one year, so there's not that guaranteed income for the years after. They still need to work out what they're going to do for, you know, television coverage after. And what that means is that they're still kind of in that place with the Bowley and the TV deal where they're not certain what the budget is going to be in future years. So signing someone to Jordan Montgomery, who you're not signing to a one-year deal. You'd be signing to an extended deal, right? Two, three years maybe. I don't even. I don't know, maybe even more. And if you're signing him to a, a multi-year deal, you have to have some level of idea of what the income is, and that Correct. usually is really figured out with TV. So with that being the case, does that make it less and less likely that Jordan Montgomery returns and then you take all of that, and now what that folds into is the gamble that the Rangers are making. And that gamble is this. Of course, you have a lot of really good pitching on this roster, right? Obviously, you can look at they just signed Tyler Malley, but then you also you have Max Scherzer, you have Jacob deGrom, right? Like you have all of these guys on your roster, but a lot of that really strong, um, really strong pitching that you have it's not going to make it back until midway through the season, maybe All-Star, right? And so with that being the case, the gamble that they're taking is that you are going to be able to make this go with the likes of Nathan Avaldi, John Gray, Josh Spores, you know, Dunning, those kind of guys. I know that uh, Bradford, Cody Bradford is going to be involved. Like, those kind of guys, you're hoping that they can carry the fort for half a season and keep you attached to the field uh, when it comes to playoff contention that once the second half of the season comes, then now you can then make a run with the good players. But then also the gamble is that those guys don't get hurt either because now you don't have much depth. You don't have much depth, and now you're going to be asking the likes of you know the the younger guys in the system to come up and then factor in mm-hmm. and help you in that same quest to keep attached. Mm-hmm. And so with that being the case, do how comfortable are you with this gamble that the Rangers seem to be taking when it comes to their rotation? Well, one, I, I feel pretty good about where the Rangers are and how they've handled their front office and kind of transactions in the last couple of years. And and two, this isn't this isn't new to the Rangers as as early as or as late as his last year. I mean, we had injuries throughout the roster. Some of the big name guys they got weren't even able to pitch most of the season, and they got through with some of those guys that you mentioned, the Avaldis and the Dunnings. And Avaldi obviously got hurt as well. And they found a way to kind of push through. So I, I, I think this will be something that's hard, a hard pill to swallow up front. But I think it could pay dividends in the back half because you, you're not shelling out a bunch of money in free agency. And half of it has to do with the TV money that you're not getting in and with it being a short-term deal. But I, I, I believe in some of the guys, and I was talking with Alec, and he, he's really high on a John Gray having a big year this year. And I think he can also, if he stays healthy, have a good year. And you still have some established pitchers, the Evaldis, the Dunnings, the Grays, that have that have shown things, not necessarily for full season spans and kind of been reliable through and throughout. But I think the more opportunities they get, like they got last year, you can kind of see what they really are as proven starters. I don't think you have a proven ace or anything like that right now with where your rotation is at. I think you might feel comfortable with Evaldi, especially with the way that he mm-hmm. played in the postseason. I mean, John Gray is also a solid pitcher. I'm not trying to say that they're bad mm-hmm. by any stretch, but the tough thing about it is that you're 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 relatively thin when it comes to the rotation. Definitely thin. Uh, understanding that your bullpen. Well, let me ask you, how do you feel about the bullpen? Because obviously the big addition, uh, you did have uh, Kirby Yates, but then yep. really the big thing about it is you have David Robertson mm-hmm. that you bring in, who is a little bit older, but he's done the job of being mm-hmm. the closer caliber pitcher, and so that adds to maybe three guys that you feel really confident and capable uh, in their capabilities of being high leverage relievers. 
it's better than it was at points last year, but I also don't feel like it's an incredible bullpen. And, of course, you're pairing that with the ability, the known ability of Bruce Bochy to work his pieces and, you know, masterfully put them in the right places. But I feel like there's a lot of there's a lot of room where this can get undercut, which is really, you know, really frustrating. It feels like it's a relatively narrow path forward, at least for the first half of the season. That's the gamble that it feels like is happening there. And I'm a little uneasy and it's why I'm not I'm not a gambler. Mm-hmm. So I want to make that evident, right? I imagine some people are more of gamblers. But just laying out what they're working with right now, it feels I'm real uneasy with the idea that it feels like you might be a Rangers team that you've seen more in the past where you have to win games with your offense. Now, to be fair, this feels like a, a lineup that is capable of winning games in that way, right? Evan Carter, I think, has looked really great. You add that to a full outfield that has looked really good. Adoles Garcia, obviously, back. You have your middle infield when it comes to um, when it comes to um, Corey Seager and Marcus Simeon. Those guys have been great. Josh Josh Young has been incredible. I think you have guys that feel consistent enough. You've seen them do it enough that the offense should be good. But we've seen Rangers teams of the past have to just carry this offensively. And I do wonder if maybe you're getting to a place where that might be what you're going to be asking of this team for the first half of the season or at least large stretches of the first half of the season, understanding that the season is a marathon and not a sprint. We say that a lot in baseball. It's a cliche, but there's a reason why we say it. There's some truth to it. And so Nixon, Nixon bruises and injuries and those types of things over a couple of months span of the season, I think is going to make it really interesting for the Rangers trying to keep close to, again, a division where you've seen the Mariners be pretty aggressive in this offseason. We know uh, what the, the Houston Astros are and can be at their best, of course, understanding that, you know, they weren't they weren't an incredible team last year, but. All those things come into play, and you're going to have. I think you're going. You might have a little bit of a tough stretch on the back half of the season, especially now bringing bad guys back from injury, and then maybe having to try and start them up quickly so you can start the ramp up to get them back into into where you really want to be as a contender. Yeah, I, I'm not too worried about where we stand right now because, like I said earlier, we 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 did something similar to this last year, and we were all a little bit worrisome about injuries and the lineup and young guys and pitchers that hadn't exactly proven themselves. And now you got another year in the system. And I know the the farm system, as far as pitching, hasn't been as inspiring as some of us have wanted with Jack Leiter, not exactly showing that he's ready for big league pitches, big league pitches. Also Kumar Rocker <laughs> being yeah. injured. And I mean, you, but, you saw uh, Owen White is still there, but uh, you, you've seen some guys kind of not necessarily live up to the expectations that you were hoping for. Yeah. But hopefully with some of these things, I mean, I don't think that some of the things that we would have predicted last year would have happened. So I'm still pretty optimistic with how Chris Young and Bochy have been running this, especially last year, that they can pull through. And like like you mentioned earlier, the offense is at a point where it can win most games just if you keep the other team under four to five runs. This, this offense can put up a lot. So I'm not looking for five Cy Youngs on my pitching staff right now, like, I just need people to eat up innings and to be healthy. I'm not we, – we don't need anybody to put up historic numbers for this Rangers team to, to be good because you're – in the back half of the season, you're almost going to have your own little trade deadline with getting back three, four guys off of injury reserve that are very proven pitchers that will be added to that rotation and bullpen. So I, I, I still feel pretty comfortable with the, about this team, and I would feel even more comfortable if Montgomery would have come back. Obviously a known commodity, especially in the postseason with the Texas Rangers. 
But um, it definitely is not too inspiring with the the depth concern right now, especially in the pitching. So it's a little thin. Uh, not not much margin for error when it comes to pitching, but your your hitting helps that margin of error and also your outstanding front office right now. Yeah, and I, I, this is where I think organizational um, competence does a little bit to help assuage any level of doubts because Bruce Bochy manages what he has well. There's There was times last season where people, I mean, we, I'll include myself. I looked at what he was working with in certain aspects, one of those obviously being the bullpen and being like, yo, I don't know how you're going to make something out of this, right? I don't know where the chicken salad comes from, you know, with all due respect to all the folks he was throwing out there, right? Uh, but with that being the case, you saw him ultimately find the ways to get things done. There's a lot of belief in him and Mike Maddox and the remainder of the coaching staff that this Texas Rangers team has. And you saw ultimately the effect of that, the ways in which they were able to get the most out of every single player that you, you know, you look at um, and manage to go, you know, bypass struggles and work through all of these circumstances. And you saw it felt like everybody worked to their their most optimum. The only player that I maybe think of that was like, I don't know how well Josh H. Smith at times felt like he was not at his best. But I mean, look, even he had his moments last season. So it felt like the organization is really good at that when it comes to the, the, the grass, the field level. But then also Chris Young. I believe him. Like we started this off by saying, like, he says that they are not going to rest on their laurels, and I believe him wholeheartedly, right? Mm -hmm. Those are positions. We we were talking about Zimmer. We've always talked about Jerry. There's various levels of position within a team where when you're saying things, there has to be a grain of, you know, taken with a grain of salt and whatever. And so there's a level of I'm not sure if I believe you because of the position that you're in and, you know, the incentives that you have. When Chris Young says things like that, I believe him, right? Yep. And because he has these bona fides. And so the idea that they're not going to rest on their laurels, maybe as as much as you mentioned, Jordan Montgomery, bringing him back. If they do that, I think I feel a little bit better about the gamble because you have more pitchers that it feels like you can run through and have a solid rotation uh, in the first half of the season before you get the likes of Scherzer and DeGrom back from injury, mm-hmm. um, if you're able to have those aggressive things. So it very much feels like how how willing are you to trust in Bochi and Chris Young a lot. To, to be able to ride the way? Because at, if they're not able to get Montgomery, it does feel like there's a level of gamble in. Can you be close enough to when you get the guys back to then be able to go on a run? And it feels like the answer is, do you trust them? Do mm-hmm. you trust them? And it feels like this this organization is giving you enough to trust them in. Yeah, I, I'm all there. I'm there. I I, I trust and and what they can do. I mean, he mentioned the Kansas City Chiefs, like you said at the, at the beginning. Yeah. And how many times did we look at the Chiefs this year and said, man, they don't got the pieces. Yeah. And the offense is a down year, and this and that's wrong with the team. And look where they ended up, man. Sometimes a good front office and an ace slash quarterback slash really good player is all you need to carry your team pass that hump until some other guys start picking up the slack. And until proven differently, I'm going to believe in this front office. I'm going to believe in Boach and Chris Young and and what they're bringing. And I, I feel in a pretty good space where I don't even feel like it is a gamble. If this was a team that hadn't shown they couldn't do this and they're trying to scrap something together and they've never proven it to us and they're trying to make us believe, then I would believe that. But uh, or I would think it's a gamble. I should say. Uh, I, I mean, it's a gamble, right? Like you're there's still just a level of gamble when it comes to the basic idea of depth. I mean, look, there's people killing the Cowboys for a, not exactly the same thing, right? Circumstances are different. But when you look at linebacker and you're like, hey, you knew that you needed depth. You did not go get depth. It seemed to be a level of problem. That's a level of gamble that you're taking. Mm-hmm. I just there are some gambles that you understand and that you, you know, you go ahead and you're willing to go with. And it feels like a lot of people are in that place. Where's your, your, where's your, where's your meter at of 10, of 10 not being worried at all and one being super worried?
Um, I'll probably say I'm at I'm at like a four, four and a half. Like there's a decent amount of worry there and concern. So that, you're closer to the really worry than the not worry. Yeah. About. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, I'll, I'll make that very evident. I know the ways in which, you know, it seems like dudes can't get injured over the long stretch of things. We've seen John Gray have, you know, some blister injuries from time to time. Uh, Valdi missed time last year. Like the, these are mm-hmm. things that can happen. And those guys, you're you're putting more more of the weight of getting this thing done this upcoming season on those guys. But of course, I'm also not accounting for the guys that can maybe pop up out of nowhere and give you something and be some level of uh, help for you. So, yep. Um, but that's that's what the Rangers are dealing with. This seems like a level of gamble, and it seems like I think a lot of people are comfortable with it now. Before we go from the two and four, they ask, why would you not take the risk? On Trevor Bauer, for minimum, I know that he's had conversations out there where he said that he would will be willing to sign for minimum. The thing about Trevor Bauer is, one, I think this organization prides themselves on being like, you know, a, a level of morals and those types of things. So that becomes cloudy. But I know some people are like, look, man, I'm trying to win baseball games. I'm not worried about that. All that. OK, cool. The one thing that I do know a lot of people, if you're in that perspective, I'm just trying to win baseball games. Chemistry, culture matter right when it comes to things and one thing about trevor bauer outside of the allegations of sexual abuse and assault and those types of things um dudes don't seem to like him nope don't want him when he's in clubhouses like i just don't i don't i don't know how to really put this but dudes just don't seem to like him and this is a clubhouse that seems to have congealed very well around around everybody they seem to like each other and i do know that that's that's a tough thing that's tough gamble to take to drop somebody in who dudes seem to just not like and wondering if that's going to be able to, you know, if you're going to be able to handle all of this. I know that Mike Bask made this point earlier today, the idea that, hey, remember Corey Seager played with him for a short period of time in um, he co-signed him. with the Dodgers. And I don't know that I don't know that he's spoken of him. Right. So I don't want to I don't want to say definitively that he did or did not. But I feel like if that was something that they went down the line of, that's a guy right there that can give you some level of insight of if if you want him or if you don't. And. My my best guess is that that probably goes a little bit towards that you don't because again, it just seems like time and time again a lot of his teammates, former teammates, don't seem to get along with that cat. Mm-hmm. So that's that's the hesitation that I personally. No, nah, I'm in the same space. I, I I can say openly I don't want him on my team. So there's that. It's the get right right here on 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next, let's talk about some uh, major offseason storylines for the NFL. We got five of them, and we'll discuss it next on The Fan. So get right right here on 105.3 The Fan. Reginald Atatula here with you alongside Blake Elliott. Yes, Thanks for rolling with us on a Wednesday evening in the Metroplex. Valentine's Day. Shout out to you listening on Valentine's Day. Um, if you're working, if you're just hanging out, thanks for making us a part of your evening. Your Mavs in action against the visiting San Antonio Spurs. Man, Victor Wimbanyama getting busy, baby. But... Luka Doncic, Kyrie Irving also doing their best to get busy. It's a four-point game right now. Mavs down 50-46, to um, but they've been closing that gap steadily over the last uh, quarter of basketball, and so about three and a half minutes left in the first half. We'll see if the Mavs can have the lead as they take it into halftime. But like I said, we'll keep you up to date with what's happening there. Uh, right now, actually coming up here in about 20 minutes, we'll have a very fun segment at least in my estimation, as it's Valentine's Day, we'll talk about the best sports names that evoke Valentine's Day. We'll do that at 840. But right now, let's talk about the major NFL offseason storylines or five key offseason storylines in the NFL. As Look, man, that's where we are. Super Bowl's gone. Chiefs have won the championship. Niners are already firing defense coordinators. Like We're in a place where offseason is here, baby, in full, all the way. Everybody is here, right? You know how sometimes like when you were in school, like some, some schools didn't get off for like another week 
right? Mm-hmm. And you're like, I mean, I'm on summer vacation, but my homeboy's still at school. Now everybody's in summer vacation. We're in the NFL offseason. So what are the key storylines around the league? Well, let's start with number one here, courtesy of uh, Tyler Sullivan of CBS Sports. What do the Bears do with the number one pick? This is going to be a fun one to watch, um, especially for me, who has quite a few Bears fans. They're everywhere. They're like cockroaches. They kind of are, and they're just as happy. So, like, with that being the case, you look around and you go, they have Justin Fields there. They have not done a lot of changing. They did end up adding Seth Waldron as their offensive coordinator. New OC every year, man. Yeah, um, so that's that's another change. But they've had quite a bit of time with Justin Fields here. And it hasn't gone great, but you've seen flashes, I believe, of what the quarter, the quarterback that could be there if there's competence and if you utilize him right. Uh, but, I mean, there's also been a lot of tough times throughout his the course of him being there. And then you look in the draft class and you have Caleb Williams there standing there, sitting there looking at you that a lot of people look at as a guy with kind of the transcendent talent that could be that, that quarterback that is a elite that everybody seems to be chasing. So do you stick with Justin Fields knowing that he has a lot of talents and that you could see, you've seen the flashes that would let you know that maybe he could be very, very good? Or do you go ahead and go, like, let's restart the clock, let's draft Caleb Williams, let's go with this guy and trade off Justin Fields, maybe get back some assets? Yeah, well, when you reset that clock, there's a lot of things that come with that because now you're you're using one of your draft assets that you could to build around a quarterback that's already there that's blossomed. So... I am in the mindset of I am not on the super big hype train of Caleb Williams. Could he be the next Patrick Mahomes? Yeah. I would say out of all the prospects coming out, he seems to have the highest ceiling. He makes those off-balance off throws. But also, playing in the Pac-12. There was a lot of, a lot of whoa, guys who used to Whoa, whoa, whoa. Pac-12 slander? Oh, yeah. my goodness. Am I, am I lying or are half the dudes wide open when he threw him the ball? Well, one of the things you got to remember in the Pac-12, the Pac-12 was good this year. Right, and, like, he, and he wasn't that good this year. That's my point. Mm, okay. Was this his best year or was it the year before? No, it wasn't his best year, but also, like, there's uh, – now we're having a college football conversation. How <laughs> much how much do you want to put on Lincoln Riley in that That's situation a, I, there? I know everyone's ready to trade the whole franchise for Caleb Williams, and I'm not sitting here saying he can't be great. I think he has the ceiling of, sure. of the great players like the Mahomes. Can but I, I think his floor – also quite low. I think that is fair, right? Like, there are some things that are not really in place there, and I do think Lincoln Riley, uh, we, what we might be able to see here is that Lincoln Riley's system might not be the best for actually, like, developing mm-hmm. quarterbacks. They might be able to mm-hmm. produce, you know, numbers, but they're not actually as developed as you want, which, again, not his job, right? Not his job as a college quarterback. I know that the NFL has for a long time put off their development structure onto college football. Like, hey, y'all develop players for us. It's not what they're there for. They're there to, to compete in a whole different way. However, um, I, what I did want to say is I'm going to make the comparison that nobody should make because it's it's a dumb thing to do, except I'm going to try and do it in a smart way. Y'all can call me dumb, dumb if you want. 877-881-1053. Um, isn't that kind of how we messed up with Patrick Mahomes, though? Right? Like, that was a guy who was mm-hmm. in that um, Cliff Kingsbury system there. Mm-hmm. But he also, and he said this, like, he, he was out there going out there with uh, in every game knowing that he had to put up like 40 points, knowing that the defense was not going to be very good. And that changes mm-hmm. the way that you play. And it's a, it looks a lot less steady. It looks a lot less pro if you're playing like that in a college situation because you know you have to press every time you touch the field. Mm-hmm. Tell me that's not what Caleb Williams and USC had knowing that Alex Grinch was back there calling that defense. Yeah, it, it wasn't the best defense. And I, 
I think Mahomes at Tech showed me a little bit more composure than I've seen with Caleb. And Caleb, I think, will probably be a good quarterback. But I just know everyone. I'm just like, slow your roll a little bit. Everyone is like, Caleb is just going to step. I've seen literally people on Twitter talking about when Caleb Williams enters the league, he will be a top five quarterback first day. And I'm like, (laughs) I don't you love don't you love the NFL draft, baby? I'm like, I maybe I'll be proven wrong. I'm not saying he's not going to be good eventually. I just don't think it's going to happen as quickly as everyone thinks sure. it will. No, I'm with and you. I think the Bears are not just a <laughs> a quarterback away. I think they have a great roster, but I think they need to address defensive tackle. No, you're right. They need to address offensive tackle. They need to address wide receiver two. Well, the I don't think that, they're just a, a Caleb away and they're going to be right. contending for a playoff spot. The thing that would be nice about this particular situation is that, in theory, then you would have an asset in Justin Fields to trade away that would bring you back uh, maybe some assets that would help you. But think about the assets him. you However, get for the first-round pick. Right, no, that, and that's, that's where I was going. Like, I just wanted to make it clear that yeah. there are some benefits to this. Funny enough, like, I do think that Caleb Williams is probably the way to go, even though I think that Justin Fields is a little bit more of an assured situation. Uh-huh. I don't I don't trust the I don't trust the um the Bears, Bears. organization. And, that, and that's to, and that's to, the heart of this. That's the heart good of this. situation, right? <laughs> I don't think that's a good situation for anybody, and that's part of why and for Justin Fields, at least from his perspective, it feels like a, a new place would be a really good place I, to be I, I, for I'm him. I'm pro get Justin out of Chicago. <laughs> Send him to Atlanta. If I know it won't happen because I don't think he has first-round draft, uh, but, like, uh, I guess what's the word? Not potential. but Return? Return. Mm, okay, He's I, got not, you. I don't think that, I don't think he could get the eighth pick in the draft, which the Falcons hold. If they could, great. But if you can get a second-round pick for Fields and you keep the number one, you draft Caleb, you have the own pick at nine, you either get a receiver, a wide receiver two, or you get an offensive tackle – and then you get whatever return in the second round you get from um, a second round team to trade Justin Fields. I also think that's I think that's good. But um, and then there's, there's some of this is also just like Caleb Williams starts the the cheat quarterback clock again for them, mm-hmm. especially when you understand that you're not going to you're not going to have margins in other ways because I don't think the coaching is particularly great. Having margins in the uh, in the way of team building might oh, be helpful. I, I think I think coaching's more important though. Sure. Having having the right guy around a Caleb Williams would be more important than drafting Caleb or keeping Justin. No, I mean I look, I, I think that all of this and we've spent a long time about this. I think all of this I, I don't I, I would bet that they that they fail on regard which, whichever way they go because I don't believe in that organization as a stable situation that helps uh benefit good quarterback play. Um all right so we spent a lot on the key off season topic number one, but how about this? Does Stefan Diggs request a trade? Um, obviously, you know, this been is a, brewing for a while and we're good. For, we're good for one every season. It seems like, um, you know, he's had a lot of turbulence there, um, with the bills. And so there, there's some questions. And I know at the pro bowl, he also made it kind of, he opened up the idea that there's a question here. Do you think that he might request a trade? I, I think it could happen. He didn't seem too happy in the, the year. We saw the stats drop dramatically. We saw the production drop. The eye test gave it to you when you watch any of those Bills games, especially in the playoffs where yeah. he was getting less targets. And even when – I mean, Khalil Shakir outperformed him the whole second half of the season. That wasn't just one game. Like, literally from, like, week seven on, he had more targets, catches, touchdowns, like everything than Diggs. So – and it seems like him and Josh's relationship isn't the best. And then at the Pro Bowl – he, when he could have put all those talks to, to quiet, he didn't really exactly silence those talks. Like, you know, I just want to win, and uh, we'll see where I end up kind of kind of vibe. And I'm like, all right, now he's going to be an expensive receiver to get. So I don't want my Cowboys to get him. I know we want it because of the Diggs brothers, but I think we got other options to go. But I, if he were to get traded, it would not surprise me. Yeah. Uh, 
he it's interesting because it's very clear when Josh Allen started looking like the elite guy, and that was when uh, Stephon Diggs was traded there. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it's very clear also that like having that elite quarterback or you know wide receiver play helps him. But I think that you're starting to lose some of that elite play form from him, and so it does seem like from the organizational standpoint that that might be beneficial for both sides if he's not necessarily feeling all the way happy there. It might be best to, you know, move on from earlier while you can maybe get something back and have everybody be in a more happy place. All right. Mm-hmm. Another key offseason conversation in the NFL. Where do the veteran quarterbacks land? I'm talking Kirk Cousins, mm-hmm. Baker Mayfield, mm-hmm. Ryan Tannehill are all out there, as well as Russell Wilson. Mac Jones could be on the on the trading block in addition to Justin or yeah, Justin Fields. Mm-hmm. Where do these guys end up falling? Which one? Which of these guys are you most interested in where they end up being? Okay, obviously it's Mac Jones on this list. I got to really? know where he's going. And You said I, obviously. I, and I got the answer for you guys. I got the I got the answer for you guys. DCU, the Crib University. He's going to be at wow. home on the couch that's, watching NFL Sunday ticket or Red Zone with Scott Hansen. You're going to do him a corkle like that? He's going to be watching, uh, making sure he's keeping up with all the games. You put him at home. Um, he, could, he could at least play in the Canadian Football oh, no, League. That's no, crazy. No, no, DCU. DCU for sure. And maybe he'll get one of those call-ups in the middle of the year of, of our third quarterback got hurt and we just need someone to hand the ball off. Can you come in? You know how to run an NFL offense, I think. And that, that that's where I think Russ, I think, is not going to be in Denver, even though all the reports of them maybe bringing him back. I think that's smokescreen. No, I mean, look, it was very evident once they walked over to him and told him to, you know, hey, yeah. man, take less money so we can get rid of yeah, it, basically. Done. Yeah, it's, it seems very apparent that they do not plan, do not plan on that man coming back and being the quarterback ever again. Tannehill to the Steelers, I believe, was picking up a lot of speed with the Arthur Smith connection it was. with him and Tannehill. So I could see that because they love having middle-of-the-road quarterbacks. Um, what was the other one to say? Kirk Cousins. I think he's the most interesting on the list. Okay, so you think he's the most interesting? I think he is okay. the most interesting on the list. I think he was the best quarterback all the ones you know. I think Baker goes back to the Bucks. By the way, yeah, that, that I, feels that yeah. feels like a, a good place to be. Uh, Kirk, man, I I've heard reports to the Raiders maybe, but I I think he's got to go on a team that kind of how Jared Goff. Obviously, he didn't like really choose, but I'm saying a team that's kind of right there that just needs a quarterback. Some teams that. I don't want to even – the Raiders, I don't think, are a quarterback away. Do you think no, they're a quarterback away? Yeah, no. I think they got more issues on that team they need to figure some than just quarterback. Hmm. They do need a quarterback, though, and I, I think that they could be significantly better. I think they I think they should be more sure. in a rebuild. Not that we're talking about the Raiders, but I think they should be more in a trade Devontae Adams, get a young quarterback, rebuild, rather than try to make an all-in push. Who do we who do we think about Kirk? Where where what are some names that you're I about? honestly more and more as we go along, I can see him staying in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. But We'll we'll see again. That's we have an off season to talk about that. Mm-hmm. The uh, the last couple of key NFL um, talking points for this off season or questions rather. How did the Bengals hi- handle their wide receiver position? Obviously, Jamar Chase um, has is an extension is extension el- eligible. So there's that. And then you also have T Higgins and Tyler Boyd are set to be unrestricted free agents. And apparently, T they said there's reports that they were going to sign him to the franchise tag. Okay, so you keep him for a year. You think that maybe they can bring this all back because it it feels like it's starting to get maybe cost prohibitive to it have is. this level of Jamar wants that cool. Jamar wants that cheddar, and he probably <laughs> should get it yeah. right. Like he probably I, should. I, I think at some point, I think Joe Burrow is good enough where you could let go of Tyler Boyd and draft a guy in the third or fourth round and probably be okay. Like Tyler Boyd's a great receiver. Don't get me wrong, and those receivers tend to get hurt, all of them. But I think you would be okay and spend your money elsewhere if you let a Tyler Boyd go. 
you you get a guy late in the draft and he'd be okay. I I think that would be the one guy I'd let go. I would franchise T because he looks like to be him and Mike Evans seem to be the top receiver targets that are hitting free agency that everyone's going to want. And if you could tag him and keep him, I think that's a. Smart for the Bengals. And finally, would all or will running backs continue to have struggles finding lucrative contracts? We we've seen the running backs don't matter like mentality uh, pick up in front offices, and and you know running backs are having a hard time getting big money in the offseason, Even the ones that we that we widely regard as good, so the likes of Josh Jacobs, Saquon Barkley, um, and Tony Pollard all played on the f- franchise tag as we saw. But you know Derrick Henry's going to be out there. Austin Eckler's going to be out there. There's some names that clearly can help teams win football games. Will they find money or will they be forced to kind of... Did you say Austin Eckler helped win football games? Austin Eckler has been... <laughs> uh, look, I, again, that's another one of those that I don't know that I'm blaming what happened <laughs> there on Austin Eckler. You, you saw a little of the decline, but I still think that he's a capable player. But uh-huh. you, you, you get the point, yeah. ultimately. Yeah, I, I, I think and I'm just giving you a hard time because Eckler had one like him and Najee, man. Going into the season, everyone had them as like consensus top 10 guys, and they quickly fell below that and just kind of what they were giving you production wise. And it just, it's just a cycle, Reggie. Why would I pay a, a guy that's kind of already wear and teared when I can go get a young guy and my RB two is looking more productive. And it just, unless your name is Christian McCaffrey or Raheem Mostert, it just seems like once you hit past like that 25, 26 year old, why would I, re, why would I pay you? It's hard. And yeah. I, I think Saquon will get decent money, but like the Ecklers and the Jacobs and the Chubbs, like, Injuries. Why would I go and pay this guy a lucrative contract and not just give him a one-year deal and see what he has? So I think it's going to be tougher and tougher for running backs to continue to get money. Yeah, and so we'll, we'll watch that as we continue to watch uh, NFL offseason storylines as it's offseason now. Let's get right right here on 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next, it is Valentine's Day, so let's have a little fun. What are the best sports names that evoke Valentine's Day? Valentine's Day. See, you're infecting me, Blake, with your <laughs> Valentine's. Regardless, we'll talk about it all next on The Fan. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal. So why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can 
put the spring back into your step and into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. So get right right here on 105.3 The Fan. Reginald Datatula here with you alongside Blake Elliott. Yes, Ross Lebensky's on the ones and twos for you. Uh, on this Valentine's Day evening, it's Wednesday in the Metroplex, and your Dallas Mavericks lead at the half against the uh, visiting San Antonio Spurs. That one is 56-51 at half. Wemby started off really nice, 20 points thus far in this one, but Luka Doncic, Kyrie Irving doing their damn to 17 for Kyrie, 15 for Luka. They have a lead, and I imagine that they will Get things done in the second quarter, second half, but we'll keep you up to date with what's happening as the night continues. But like I mentioned, Valentine's Day is tonight. I imagine if you're listening, you probably don't got much going on. Don't worry. I don't either. Dang, I, Reggie. Why you throwing? Cause if, Relatable. Because if, if you got something going on, I imagine it'd be happening right now. Ah! Or or maybe. I don't even say. That's not a judgment. Maybe, it's maybe just they, a factual they, statement. I, I bet you at least one person listening right now has a significant other and they did something in the morning. Yeah, exactly. And you don't got nothing going on right now. That's still that's still technically true if they did this earlier. Maybe maybe their Tolo went on the way to dinner. Okay, cool. Shout outs to y'all. Shouts out to y'all. Uh, you can one. you can play the game as well. Cause look, the ultimately the thing about it is everybody wants to have a little fun. So if it's a great day for you, it'll make it better. And if it's maybe not a great day for you, let's have a little fun. Cause one of my favorite things to do is name a player. Mm-hmm. And so I wanted to do that in a Valentine's way. So if you can, 877-881-1053, text in. Name a player or an athlete of any uh, any sport that evokes Valentine's Day. Can we do coaches? Yeah, sure. Okay. Um, as an example, think Kevin Love or Jordan Love, right? There you go. That love element of Valentine's Day, right? Mm. Um, how about uh, someone like a Josh Hart? Mm. You, see, you see what I'm going for? Do you I get see, the game I, here? I, I, I get you. I okay. get you. Let me give you a coach. And it's not because I looked up a list that's right in front of me. It's because I thought of this in my own head. I wasn't going to confuse I, I you of looking I, up a I list. So you... not, no, that sounds real suspicious. Can you see his laptop right now? <laughs> so are you just like openly cheating right now? Right. You didn't you even try your first. You watched your You didn't even try first. You went right to cheating. Like, I'm just, I understand if, look, it's not the easiest task in the world, right? Although, shout okay, out to, I'm closing it. I'm closing no, it. No, you can look at the list. That's fine. But my thing about it was like. I want you to feel like I want you to try first, son. Okay, let me. I want you to try first. Don't okay. give up before you even start. Okay. The one that came to my head first, and I haven't gotten to this on the list, was Derrick Rose. Yes, Derrick Rose. I think that should count. I think that's a great one. Rose, Valen, Pete, Pete Rose also Pete Rose. falls in there with Jalen Rose. Jalen Rose is also within there. We just got a bouquet of roses right there, didn't we? Yeah. What are some other roses? Let's a uh, Kevin Rosenthal. Who is a reporter? Ken Rosenthal, but yeah, Ken right Rosenthal. in there. <laughs> you were close. I mean, look, it starts with a K. You were there. I think that counts. Um, Rosie O'Donnell. Okay, she, she, what athlete? What, what athletic competition? Did I you don't know. Rose came to my head. Okay, Lovey Smith. There you go. Shout out to Lady T who also brought in Lovey Smith. That's a good one. Um, I think you should count that. Uh, I was getting. I was really thinking about this, and I was like, all right, people give out. You know, give chocolates on Valentine's Day. Does Cocoa Crisp work here? Cocoa Crisp. Does that works. feel like that's a little too, a little bit too much of a stretch? No, no, no. Cocoa Crisp definitely works. Cocoa Golf as well, the tennis player. Cocoa Golf, yeah. love, love me some Cocoa Golf. What Absolutely. A, what about Venus Williams? Venus, isn't that like the planet of love? I don't know. That's, I feel like that's right. That sounds like that might be right, but I also am. It's the planet of something. 
Fair enough. It is the planet of something. That that does count. Shout out to the 817 for another one I was thinking about, but I did not remember in this moment. Zay Flowers. Ooh, that's a good one. Zay Flowers is a, is a very good one. Um, Might even be in my top three. I think that's a really good one. It's, it's a, it's, it really is. It's a solid one. Denzel Valentine comes in a few times. Bobby Valentine. Mm-hmm. Shout out to the to the Rangers connection there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what we're doing here, Swaggy Booty, so I'm not I'm not going to venture there because it seems like you're making a joke that I don't understand. And I'm going to take that as disrespect, to be completely honest. I'm just going to assume that that's disrespectful. Um, I've now related to the – I'm looking at the chart now because okay. I've run out of names. But okay, keep so, going. so I know for broke boys like me, this is not coming, but what if you got a little bit of money? How about Diamond to Shields? Oh, wow. Who's it – Who's in a WNBA player? Yeah, but you know, if you if you got diamonds for your lady, I imagine she she's real happy. Can, can yes, you, yeah, we got some help for you from the six nine, uh, the four six nine, <laughs> six nine, hilarious. Uh, Venus nice. is the goddess of love. So that's what go. I meant to say. That's mm, what I meant to say. I there. knew it was there. I just couldn't extrapolate it in my words, but I knew it was there. This one I do not get. Please help me understand. Kevin Garnett's on this list. Am I missing something? I think Garnett. It would be that like we're trying to stretch it because like Garnett Garner? is a red. Oh, I was thinking so, like a garter, like a from high school prom, like a, a garter. Mm, no, I, I don't think that's where they, I think they're going for garnet, like the color garnet, like red. Speaking of Michael Red, Michael Red, Let's put a, put a red. There, in there's there. a lot of reds. Um, <laughs> from the two one four booby miles, y'all hilarious. There's a great um, one. Oh yeah, six oh one. Jason Williams, white chocolate, white chocolate. A nickname, I like that. Uh, let's see, how about this? Uh, somebody said, Brett, Brett the Hitman Hart. You know what? I'll count it. Mm-hmm. I will count it. Mm-hmm. Uh, R- Ricky Rubio? Ru- like rubies? I guess. I want to count it. No, put that one. In- <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm with it. Count that one. I like that one. Um, Let's see. Someone said Jewel. Like Jewel, maybe Jewel Lloyd. There mm-hmm. we go. If you're, if you're, I'm, I'm trying to get the, yes, Jordan Love was mentioned, but I appreciate you mentioning it again. Very good. Um, <laughs> so now I am also going to go the list here. Uh, because I like this get right at the start. You're like, oh, this is easy, and you're like, huh? Having a little bit I, of tough. I'm seeing names, but I don't know these people, so I can't like say much else behind it. Um, like whom? They're just older people. Dave Hart. Yeah, I can't. I can't give you Dave Hart. Not gonna. Brian Hartline. Oh yeah, Brian Hartline, okay, wide receiver. Were... He's actually the wide receivers coach at Ohio, or yeah, Ohio State now. He used to play wide receiver in the league. There you go. You have the I Dolphins. Yeah, at Dolphins for sure. Uh, how about this? Any golf fans out there? Fred Couples. Oh wow. Yeah. I mean, hey, if we're gonna stay in golf, Tiger Woods, Tiger, Cougar, Valentine. Not counting that one. <laughs> I'm sorry. Not giving you that one. It's gonna be no for me, dog. Tigress. <laughs> What are you? What are you? What are you going for? I'm right saying now? like a tigress. I think is another term when you're talking in terms of cougars. There's, I think there's a thing called a tigress. Tigress, but no. Yeah. So and that's Tiger Woods, and maybe you're spending your Valentine. You realize how far you, you realize the stretch that you're getting right now. Also, Woods Valentine. Maybe I'm that's where you're spending it Picnic. over here from all that stretching. Oh, I like this one, Edwin Encarnacion. I like that. Well done. And then here we go, nine four zero. Now we're getting back into the bag of these uh, uh the nicknames: Daryl Dawkins, Chocolate Thunder. Mm. Love it, love it. Uh, what about Daryl Strawberry? Daryl Strawberry. There it is. There you go. Did that, please tell me that one didn't. That come was, off not, the on list. The list. Yeah, was not on the list. Yeah, you did it. I'm proud of you. I'll I'm be proud honest of when you. it's on the list. It is on the list. I said I'll be honest if it's on the okay, list. Okay, there you go. Uh, as I go to the list, I do love this. 
Tell me if you count this from the list. Um, oh, J.J. Reddick? Red? I, I'll, I'll count it. I like it's that. On, it's on the edge. Uh, this one also very much on the edge. Michael Oluwakandi? Lost on that one. Well, I mean, do you know who Michael Oluwakandi was? Um, sounds familiar. Basketball player drafted, but I guess we're getting to the candy part of it on the back end of that. Uh, no? Uh, what do we What do we think, Ross? Are we letting it slide? I like that one more than Reddick. I'll be honest. <laughs> Uh, well, how much do you like this? Well, shout out to the 817 bringing up Mark Loving. How much do you like this one from the 336? Maurice Cheeks, otherwise known as Mo Cheeks. Mm, now that's a good one. Count it. I'm saying count it. Because I wish that for all of you. I really do. Um, What do we think about this? I didn't even know this is an NBA player. Apparently for the Clippers, Diamond Stone. Clippers, oh, number zero. That must have been That must have been way back. You know, it's a pretty recent picture. It looks like it's in like the 2000s for sure. Okay, well, I did, I, I guess I did not uh, did not keep up with Mr. Smith there because I definitely didn't have that there. Uh, someone said Eli Apple, huh? I don't know if I associate apples. That's what I was like. Do I think of apples when I think of? Oh, okay. Um, Todd a- Pinkston, count it. Former Eagles receiver, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, eight three two Sugar Ray Leonard. There Love we go. it. It's a good one. Scott Darling, count it. That's right. a great one. Everybody's familiar with the uh, the second baseman from the uh, you know from like the eighties, I believe. Cupid Childs. Everybody knows this mm-hmm, guy, right? Mm-hmm, I definitely mm-hmm. did not look that up. <laughs> I, I know someone on the list right here. Look, you got, if we're going to college, uh, do you remember a certain player that used to play at USC? His name was Romeo Miller. Little Romeo. Yeah, Little Romeo played, and obviously Romeo then brings this in. Uh, more of the loves you can get. Uh, Bryce Love, uh, who's Caleb Love right now at Caleb Arizona. Love US, I think is it USC? I thought it was or North Carolina. I thought it was Caleb. Love. He, he was at North Carolina. He, he transferred, transferred to out? Arizona. Okay. okay. Diamond Dallas Page. Let's get that Russell Justin Rose. Big Baby Davis. Mm. Well, I mean, come November, you know, <laughs> you feel me? You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Count mm-hmm. those nine months, and there you go. Mm-hmm. Babe Ruth. Oh, I guess Baby. Just when you talk about, you know. Your lady, mm-hmm. right? Uh, so I think that that counts. All right. Apparently, He's, Richie Sexton. Yeah, Todd Sexton, Richie mm-hmm. Sexton. Mm-hmm. Yes, Dick Buckus. Ha ha, Clinton Dix. I was gonna say a guy who went to my high school and I think is still at OU. General Booty. Oh, oh yes, yeah, General. Bo- I, look, I forgot about General Booty, and then also uh, John David Booty. I think his uncle. I forgot mm-hmm. the whole Booty. The whole Booty clan there is just. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mm-hmm. Just Louisiana football legends. Mm-hmm. Someone said Eli Apple works apple of my eye. Okay. Um, Whatever you say, man. It does feel like a stretch, but you know what? This isn't the easiest thing to do, so I appreciate you guys. Is it Halloween where you do the the Bobbing, bobbing? for apples? That's And see, that's why I think of apples. I thought of apples, and I was like, I just immediately thought of Halloween. So, yeah, I don't know. Okay. Someone said Kevin Hart. Do we count him as an yes. athlete? He won a lot of celebrity basketball. Oh, no. Absolutely not. He's not an athlete. I'd say he's an and then Grady Dick. Why do we not think of that? The, Tor- the Toronto Raptors. Legends. Toronto Raptors player. People are bringing up Young Way Koo, but if you mispronounce his name, that's where they're going to. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all know. Put it together. All right. Very good. Appreciate you guys participating. I hope that made you feel better. On Valentine's Day on the Get Right, athlete names, sports names that uh, evoke Valentine's Day. Um, somebody said, okay, I know what you're doing now. <laughs> And then other people were saying, I don't know what we're doing. That's fair. That's fair. You know what? Half the time when I'm doing the show, I don't know what we're doing. But you know what? We keep it rolling here on the Get Right, right here on 105 Through the Fan. Coming up next, 
Obviously, Mike Zimmer was introduced at a press conference earlier today as the new defense coordinator of your Dallas Cowboys. Which players could stand to benefit from Zim as the defensive coordinator? We'll discuss that next on The Fan. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh.